This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the governor says he's going to start overriding restrictions imposed by local governments to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Everyone in Florida has a right to work. Everyone in Florida has a right to operate a business. Now, there can be reasonable regulations on that on a local level, but to say no at this point from a local perspective, you know, I don't think that, that that's viable. The governor made that announcement after he hosted a Zoom conference with three academics who, by the most amazing coincidence, all agree with him. Children and young adults, they should be able to live lives uh, uh, normally. It's not an immediate death sentence. I mean, that's I think uh, addressing that panic is really, really important. The need to let young people interact with each other, both for social reasons and for herd immunity, make perfectly good common sense. Donald Trump brings his re-election campaign to Florida with a rally in Jacksonville. Oh, hello, Jacksonville. We love Jacksonville. We love Jacksonville. I'm thrilled to be back in my home state of Florida with thousands of loyal, hardworking American patriots. This is some crowd. You'll hear more from the president's rally on the Sunrise Soapbox. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and check in with a Florida man who is suing McDonald's for more than a million dollars, claiming he broke a tooth after biting a bone in a chicken McNugget. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, September 25th. It was on this date back in 1789 that the first Congress of the United States adopted 12 amendments to the Constitution. Ten of them became our Bill of Rights. Governor Ron DeSantis hosts a two-hour Zoom conference with academicians from Stanford and Harvard to buttress his claims that kids should be back in school, businesses should be open, and there is no need for any sort of new restrictions to limit the spread of COVID-19. In fact, he wants to get rid of the few restrictions the state has imposed. 200,000 Americans have died, including almost 14,000 Floridians. But Dr. Jay Bhattacharya at Stanford University says it's not that bad. Roughly 70 million people have been infected in the U.S. But in some sense, that's really good news. You know, 70 million people infected and we, we, we don't have, we have 200,000 deaths, which are really unfortunate, but the mortality rate from the, the death, the, the, the disease itself is much lower than you, we expect, we saw in the early days of the epidemic. And I think um, communicating that clearly that if you are infected, you're not, it's not an immediate death sentence. I mean, that's, I think uh, addressing that panic is really, really important. Giving people the truth about what the, the numbers are actually telling us regarding how lethal the disease is, is really important. Dr. Martin Kulldorff is a professor at Harvard University School of Medicine. He believes lockdowns and school closings designed to slow the spread of the disease have done more harm than good. We have to do as much as we can to protect those high-risk groups, but children and young adults, they should be able to live lives uh, uh, normally, uh, more or less. They should wash their hands and those kind of things, but uh, there's no uh, public health reasons to close schools. Uh, and uh, I think these sort of general lockdowns of closing schools or closing uh, uh, restaurants or closing beaches or whatever, they, uh, they actually have a detrimental effect on public health uh, because we have less uh, uh, cancer screenings. We have worse uh, outcomes from uh, cardiovascular diseases. We have problems with mental health issues. There are more house evictions. And all of these are uh, very serious public health problems that we are generating through the lockdown. And of course, it's mostly primarily the, the, the working class who is suffering uh, 
uh, from this. So in a sense, we are safe, we are uh, protecting very low-risk college students and professionals who can work from home while we are putting older working-class people at risk because they have to work. That increases the total number of, of deaths, uh, of course. So uh, that's, uh, that's not the smart public health policy to do here. Governor DeSantis has already vowed there will be no more lockdowns in Florida to fight the virus, and all three of his video buddies agreed with that. Dr. Bhattacharya put it this way. Another lockdown would be disastrous, Governor. We know that uh, the benefits of the lockdown are, are small. All they do is push cases off into the future. It doesn't actually prevent the disease from happening. And the costs are absolutely catastrophic, enormous. Um, schools are, are, are a good example of this, right? Schools are places where kids get, uh, obviously, education, but they get, uh, they get um, uh, nutrition through school lunches and school breakfasts. They get, uh, they get counseling if they, if they have psychological problems where abuse is picked up. Um, people who don't go to the hospital because they're more scared of COVID than they are of cancer is a disaster. P parents who don't take their kids in for immunization. The lockdown costs are absolutely catastrophic. Lockdowns are not a way to eliminate the disease. Lockdowns have never in history eradicated a disease, and they, it will not do that in this case either. And the costs are too high. These opinions are not exactly mainstream in the scientific community right now. In fact, one of the governor's guests, Dr. Michael Levitt of Stanford, was surprised DeSantis could find others who agreed with him and were willing to speak publicly. Actually, I'm amazed at finding two people that actually agree with me. This doesn't hardly ever happen. People have put out uh, papers that, you know, have basically said that I am guilty of practicing lethal nonsense. Um, and, you know, if I have, it's certainly inadvertent. But I think that, you know, any, any area... There's a certain level of common sense. And I think that looking at the numbers carefully and thinking about these things, everything we've heard here, for example, in treating age groups differently, makes complete sense. The need to let young people interact with each other, both for social reasons and for herd immunity, make perfectly good common sense. This meeting was designed to give the governor academic and medical cover to end state mitigation efforts, and he made that announcement at the end of the meeting. The governor says he's going to override any local restrictions on restaurants, most of which are now limited to 50% capacity for purposes of social distancing. Restaurants uh, are going, well, we're going to do two things. We're going to preempt closure of restaurants from local. And, and this is evidence-based. I mean, my, we had an A-B test. Miami-Dade closed them at the height when, when everyone was, was really uh, panicking at the beginning of July. Broward didn't, right? Broward kept indoor dining. I challenge you to show me a difference in those epidemic curves. In fact, I think Broward probably went down. They're both, they're both dense uh, counties. They both had significant epidemics. So I don't think that the, the closure of restaurants has proven to be effective. I get how you could potentially have spread there, uh, but I also have to look at that. And I think that they've uh, been going on, and they've been able to use outdoors, but we can't have these businesses dying. So they're not gonna be able to be closed by locals anymore, and they will be able to operate at the capacity that, that they're comfortable with. Um, so that's gonna happen. And, um, and then with the bars, um, you know, we obviously want them to just, and it's not even, I don't even blame, I don't necessarily blame them, but I think when you have situations where uh, the restaurants are saying, hey, wait a minute, we're doing all this and they're not, so, but, but I think that those are, those are obviously, op many bars were operating, though people forget, all they did was they started serving some food, uh, but you still had bars throughout the whole state except for the three southern Florida counties, but those are local restrictions, um, and so, so, so that'll be there, but then everything else, I mean, we've had 
obviously we have universities, we have schools, we have uh, the, all the outdoor theme parks, all that stuff. Those limitations on capacity like Disney, that's self-imposed. I'm supportive of them going to greater capacity and I think that they should do it. I, I, I wanted to, we, we've worked great with locals, we understand different problems and, and we've given them a lot of latitude to do things that I personally wouldn't have done. Uh, uh, but, I, but I think that that's the way to do it bottom up. At the same time, I think everyone in Florida has a right to work. Everyone in Florida has a right to operate a business. Now there can be reasonable regulations on that on a local level, but to say no at this point from a local perspective, you know, I don't think that, that that's viable. The governor's also planning to end state limits on bars, and he wants universities to relax some of the tough restrictions they've imposed on their students. We're looking at uh, perhaps us, if there's something we can do at the state level to provide some type of bill of rights for students. Um, and I understand the universities are trying to do the right thing, but, but I personally think it's incredibly draconian that a student would get potentially expelled for going to a party. Uh, that's what college kids do. And, um, and they're at low risk, and I just think that, that we've got to be reasonable about this and really focus the efforts on, on where, the, where, where the most significant risk is. I do think it's very important that we do have the campuses functioning and kids back. We really believe the in-person instruction is very important, both from an academic and from a socialization perspective. So, so we are looking at that. And, um, you know, we'll make a determination uh, if there's a way, way to go uh, to, 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 be able to, to be able to do that. Now, and I will give our university credit. They, they have not gone way overboard the way some of these others throughout the rest of the country. I mean, some of these stories are just absolutely uh, uh, horrible. And just if I were a parent, you know, to have a student treated the way some of those, some of those colleges and other parts of the country have treated them, uh, I, I would n I'd be none too happy on that. But, but there may be a, a better balance to be struck uh, going forward. All this happened at about the same time the Department of Health was reporting 179 more deaths from COVID-19 and more than 2,500 new infections. There have now been more than 690,000 cases in Florida and almost 14,000 fatalities. Now the actual number, 13,961. So we'll break the 14,000 mark at some point today. Democrats who've been critical of the governor's response to the virus have nothing good to say about his latest public relations effort. Senator Audrey Gibson of Jacksonville calls it, and I quote, an echo chamber of the terrible policies he has chosen to follow as the coronavirus pandemic raged in Florida, and he placed his loyalties to Donald Trump over the health of the people of the state. Senator Lori Berman of Delray Beach says the governor was, quote, out of his depths in leading the state, and none of his handpicked roundtables will be able to whitewash that terrible record. Prosecutors in Palm Beach County are dropping solicitation of prostitution charges filed last year against the owner of the New England Patriots. Robert Kraft was captured on a police surveillance camera at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter. Now, police had used a fake bomb threat to secretly install cameras within the facility because they wanted to investigate allegations of prostitution. Police say the video shows Kraft engaged in a sex act with one of the girls at the spa, but when the courts ruled the video was inadmissible, State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg says their case against him fell apart. Kraft lives in Massachusetts, but has a second home in Palm Beach and is a frequent visitor at Mar-a-Lago. Next up on the Sunrise Soapbox, Donald Trump comes to Jacksonville. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. Predict It is like the stock market for all things politics. Instead of trading stock in companies, you're investing money into your opinions on everything from election results to how many times President Trump will tweet this week. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Our podcast listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. 
Try it today. Welcome back to Sunrise. Donald Trump was in Jacksonville last night for what his campaign called the Great American Comeback Rally. 40 days from now, we're going to win Florida. We're going to win four more years in the White House. And this is the most important election in the history of our country. I believe that it is because we're dealing with people that are crazy. They're going to raise your taxes. They're going to take away your Second Amendment. You know that. Your Second Amendment's not going anywhere with me, I can tell you that. The Democrat Party has been completely taken over by socialists, Marxists, and far-left extremists. They embrace the policies of communist Cuba, socialist Venezuela. They want to end the American dream for Hispanic Americans. We love Hispanic Americans. Wow. You see, they released a poll today. They said, Trump's doing really well with the, what's going on with the Hispanic? It took you so long to figure out that I love you. How long did it take? No more of that stuff. No, the Hispanic Americans are great. And you know, uh, they did, they released a poll today and nobody's ever seen anything like it. The Republicans are beating the Democrats with Hispanic Americans, think of that. No, we're doing great. We're doing great. And uh, they never like to show those polls. Whenever you see they don't show too many polls, that's only because we're winning. We're winning by a lot. We think we're winning by, like, a lot. But the only poll that counts is on November 3rd, right? That's the only poll that counts, right? So get out there. Don't let them bluff you, whatever it is. Get out there and vote the Republican Party is the party of jobs, safety, and freedom, and we will ensure that America never becomes a socialist or communist country. I've added that recently. I said socialist country. I said now a socialist or communist country, because these people are crazy. Kamala. You know, Kamala is further left than Bernie. I didn't know that. She is the furthest left in the U.S. Senate. She was up at 15% when she started. You know that, right, that story? She went down to 14, then she went to 12, then she went to 11. She went to 9 and 8. 6, 4, 2, 1. And then she left before Iowa, the great state of Iowa, where I made ethanol possible for them, ethanol. And I gave our farmers $28 billion. Thank you very much, China. We took it out of China because they were targeting Iowa, Nebraska, a lot of our great states, Wisconsin. We gave our farmers a lot of money. Some came down to farmers down in Florida. They don't know that. We got a lot of farmers in Florida. But here's a choice facing every Florida voter. Joe Biden will deliver a crippling shutdown. He's actually thinking about can you imagine? No, we did that, and we saved millions of lives. That's it. We're doing good now. And by the way, your governor's done a great job. Florida is down low now in the China virus. It's China virus. Some people call it coronavirus. That sounds like a beautiful place in Italy, right? No, no it didn't come from Italy. It came from China. But this guy's talking. He'll shut it down. And the scientist says, shut it down. He'll shut it down. No, we're not shutting anything down. We are doing 
so well. I'm delivering a safe vaccine, and we're doing a record recovery. This recovery is a record. They've never seen anything like it. And next year is going to be, I think, the best economic year in the history of our country. Unless a very sleepy guy got in and he decided to quadruple everybody's taxes, then you can forget it. He's a sleepy guy. Biden's plan will crush Florida. My plan will crush the virus, and we're doing it. We're rounding the turn. We're rounding the turn under my leadership. Prosperity will surge. Normal life. Oh, I love normal life. We want to get back to normal life. We'll fully resume. The Florida tourism and hospitality industries will reach record highs. That's what's going to happen. You see it. And next year will be one of the greatest years we are going to have. I'm telling you, mark it down. And if I'm wrong, you'll say I was wrong. I'll say sorry about that. But <laughs> uh, we're going to have a great year. We're going to have a great everything. The president is in South Florida this morning for a Latinos for Trump roundtable. He'll be delivering a speech in Atlanta this afternoon on black economic empowerment. And there's another rally tonight in Newport News, Virginia. Your calendar of events begins with State Representative Randy Fine holding a free food distribution event in partnership with FarmShare. That's at 9 in Palm Bay. The Board of Acupuncture meets by conference call at 9. The Emerald Coast Regional Council meets at 10 in Pensacola. The Board of Optometry meets by conference call at 11.30. And today is the deadline for Florida candidates and political committees to file their reports showing financial activities through the end of September 18th. Also on Saturday at 8.30, trustees at the Florida School for Deaf and Blind will hold committee meetings. That's followed by a board meeting at 9.45. And on Saturday at 9, Central Florida Congresswoman Val Demings takes part in an online fundraising event for the Lake County Democratic Party. Finally today, a Florida man is suing McDonald's in federal court over a chicken nugget. In his lawsuit, Alex Stolfad of West Palm Beach claims he felt unbearable pain after chomping down on the McNugget and biting into a bone. A dentist says his tooth was cracked in two places and he needed an extraction, root canal, and dental implant surgery. Stolfad is asking for $1.1 million and a recall of all McNuggets nationwide. He told the South Florida Sun Sentinel he'll donate $1 million of that to charities if he wins. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.